Welcome back to Toys on Tap. This week, we bring on an artist named Dan O'Neill. Dan is a lifelong comic artist that at one point was able to stick it to Walt Disney and pin that mouse to the wall. If you want more Toys on Tap, you can like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple. You can follow us on all social medias, at Toys on Tap. You want to jump on that Patreon and support the show, we would absolutely love to have you, and we'll send you a free little gift. Now let's get back to this episode of Toys on Tap. Hi, Dan. Hello there. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, I'm still vertical. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you said yeah to coming on the podcast. Yeah, I, I thought it was yesterday. I was all panicked. Oh, uh, no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so Toys on Tap is uh, usually it's a, a podcast all about toys and toy makers. Um, yeah. But we did a long series on bootleg toys, and in that series, copyright came up, and so many stories about you and the whole Disney issues came up. Yeah, that was um, that all started in 1963 when I get my Odd Bodkins, my comic strip, gets syndicated. Mm-hmm. I'm in 350 papers and 55 million circulation. And I'm 21 years old. And uh, so I'm talking about the things that my generation was talking about. We had all run away with Martin Luther King. And um, we didn't like being butchered in the Vietnam War. And, uh, and the environment, we brought up all kinds of of ugly subjects and uh, by 1969 I get a phone call from Herb Kane, the, the major columnist here in San Francisco his spies up in the Bohemian Club have are listening to Richard Nixon telling the publisher Charlie Terrier to get rid of me and um, he said, well, we've tried three times already. We're going to try again in four months. So I had, we don't think his audience will rise up again. <clears throat> right. They had dropped me for Miss Peach. And when you get 60 letters <coughs> of protest, the editors figure that 100 people wrote a letter and one of them had a stamp. <laughs> okay. And so they got 25,000 letters a day, 25,000 phone calls a day, jamming up the lines, 150 people to 400 people jamming the doorways and the driveways of the paper for eight days. <clears throat> and uh, so the, the strip had made contact. So then after that, Nixon comes for me. And I got four months to figure out what to do. <clears throat> so I started a story in my comic strip. And when I figure out what to do, I'll finish the story. The longest story in comic book history was 
Dick Tracy's flat top story was 13 weeks. I went like four or five months and I figured out what to do. <clears throat> Richard Nixon was financed and Walt and Ronald Reagan were both financed by Walt Disney. And Walt Disney was suing kindergartens that had port pictures of Mickey Mouse on their walls. And if you put anything in a comic strip that was copyrighted or trademarked, you got sued. That was the law then. So I put, I three times I, I said, you know, to the Chronicle, give me back my copyright. When you get hired, they take your copyright so they can fire you and somebody, and they now own your property. So Odd Bodkins was owned by the Chronicle. They dropped me. I'm done. Okay. You know? And uh, I had, I'd lot, I had been hired and fired by thrown out of about three. I had like 1964. Uh, Johnson is just warming up the White House for the first time. And my, my comic strip is a hood with a cross on the hood, and it's got a pistol and a whip. And the hood is saying, I don't care if those folks live next door. I don't care if their children's play with my children's. I, I just like the burning and the whipping and the hanging and the shooting. That's what I like. I lost about half of the newspapers in the South, they went, they went, South went South. And uh, so I went, then Goldwater's running. Mr. Candidate, if you're elected, what will you do for world peace? I'm gonna round up all the people in the world who don't believe in peace and kill them. You know, so I was making lots of friends with, I identified the enemy early as Sam the 100% American dog, the conservative, you know, came in with the John Birch Society, and here they are today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, <clears throat> Johnson was president when I started. Now we got, and I went through Nixon, but now this is cartoonist heaven with Trump. You can't, you can't make him up. You know? Yeah. He's just impossible. It's, this is, uh, and he'll probably get reelected, you know. So. When you started um, drawing, what made you first start drawing Disney characters? Well, no. it was because they, they, I, I had to get my copyright back. Okay. So I, and I needed an army. So I went and I got Ted Richards, and then he found. Bobby London and and they both found Sherry Flanagan and we went to Sky River and I, I found Gary Halgren. <clears throat> we went to New York. We got Larry Todd with, and so turn him into a uh, to do classical Disney comedy. I had hooked up in 1964. I had hooked up with the committee. I mean, I didn't know how. To, doing a daily comic strip and I don't know how to draw. <laughs> I don't how to, I don't know how to write and I and I don't have a sense of humor. And I'm doing this comic strip and I my father-in-law dies, so I asked 
Herb Kane, what's funny in town, he says, the committee. It's improvisational theater. And it was started by the same the director, Del Close. They, they, they founded Second City, Belushi, mm -hmm. all of that, all the Saturday Night Live, all those people. In the committee, Howard Essman was Johnny Fever on, on uh, WKRP Cincinnati. And then my roommate was Charles, I mean, it was David Stiers, Major Winchester on MASH. So, and, they, and I, here's all these actors making up scenes. Uh, they ask the audience, give them the first line of a poem, and the other side, they give them the last line of the poem, and then in what style is the poem, and then they would, they would do that, do it, stuff like that. And I wanted to do that in my art form. So that's what we did. We trained in, uh, to do, so, so they did these Disney comic books and to, to pull down, and it had to be perfect. They had to be really good. So like Jim Mitchell, the Mitchell brother says, you're gonna have to go hardcore if you wanna get them after so that. So we had <clears throat> Mickey having oral sex with Minnie. So a man on his knees was big news in 1971. And so down came, came a $700,000 lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Then it bumped, we did a third book, and it bumped to uh, a million two. And then I go back into the Chronicle, and I say, um, you know, cartoonists never know when we're fired. We just keep doing what we're doing. And what I was doing here, I kept doing it out there. They're suing me for a million two hundred thousand dollars. And it looks like you got about five or six hundred thousand dollars in the 38 Disney characters that I put into the comic strip that was their copyright. Mm -hmm. I published published a book, <clears throat> The Collective Unconscious of Odd Bodkins, a collection in, in 69 of the comic strip. And there it is, their copyright and all those characters. So 10 minutes later, smoking on the desk, my copyright back. Doomsbury <clears throat> finds out he had appeared Brevi in a, my in my court case as I had committed satire, not piracy. O'Neill got his copyright back. I want my copyright back. And so, bang, all of them got their copyrights back. So if you look at the comics pages, if it's copyrighted by the artist, that's after Air Pirates. Before the ones that are still copyrighted, like Peanuts, are still copyrighted by the syndicates, that's the old guard that's left. So... Oh. They all got their copyrights back. And then I had a little problem. I'm convicted of a $195,000 fine, a, a year in federal prison, and the lawyer's fees to catch, catch me another $10 million. So, and the Supreme Court upheld the, upheld the convictions. So Stuart Brand, who did the Whole Earth Catalog, I was in his magazine, the Coevolution Quarterly. So I did four pages breaking the injunction, four pages of, of federal crime, and um, hauled into court. Disney's going, put him in jail, put him in jail. 
the judge says, uh, well, contempt of the Supreme Court, that's their problem, certainly in contempt of mine. Now that you have him on contempt, he gets a quick and speedy trial, and he'll bring in the First Amendment as a defense, which he was unable to do under civil law. <clears throat> and then what he said next is the most important thing ever said about the amendments. He said, to discuss the First Amendment is to weaken it. You don't talk about them, you live by them. Give me my gun and get out of my car. You know, it's, uh, it's that every time you talk about these things, you weaken it. I don't want to be a judge, remembered as a judge, you weaken the First Amendment. I won't welcome this case in my court. Mm -hmm. In the second level of, in the appellate court, two courts back, I had said to uh, the judges that a comic book is a work of art, like a painting is a work of art, and uh, but a comic book is an, an addition, more than one copy. The, the judge says, a comic book is a work of art. That really pissed off the art world. They mm -hmm. didn't want to hear that. They really would. And they said, you can print 25,000 copies, but you've got to tear them all up except one. And I said, I can make one mouse work? And they said, yes. So I said, okay. So I went out. The, the Mouse Liberation Front went out, and I went and started at the conventions, and we had 50 brigades. <clears throat> I, I had 001 to 002 to 0050. So 001, somebody joins up with me. They do some artwork, one mouse work. They sign it. Their favorite number is 13. So they sign their artwork 00113. So I know who they are. They get somebody in, they, and he, his favorite number is 49. So he signs his work 00113.49. And so we had, uh, and the show started in San Diego, went all the way to New York and down into Florida. And, and we, they all the comic book they ran it on the trains as advertising materials the comic book distributors mm -hmm. 30 tons of art 30 tons of art 10,000 artists so so, so Disney surrendered you know I, you know it never happened if you tell us we can't draw a mouse we probably will if you tell us we can and we probably won't it just never happened. Forget the 10 million. Forget everything. And go home. It never happened. And uh, <clears throat> so <clears throat> they uh, it, it established fair use, which is now because they were, it wasn't that we were, they weren't talking about us using the characters. They were talking about the content. They were censoring content. Mm -hmm. The laws were being used. It was, it, first, it was definitely First Amendment violation. So, so that, so, so everybody, that's that's what happened. It was that's what it was all about. It was like getting copyrights back. So, and I and I got it back. When you first created Mickey and the Air Pirates, yeah, how did you get that in front of people that worked at Disney? Well, we tried everything. My lawyer, 
Michael Kennedy, also Huey Newton's lawyer and uh, all the commies in LA and, uh, in Hollywood. And uh, he, he was uh, <coughs> the Mitchell brothers lawyer. He was a big time lawyer. He had a dinner for all of his clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, the FBI's park jamming up the parking lot. They're, they're all, all they're all being followed here. And I'm sitting next to a judge who was just arrested because his wife was growing pot on the back porch. <clears throat> and um, and this kid who was uh, the chairman of the board of Disney, who was gay, so <clears throat> they sent him to a book, had him in a bookstore in San Francisco. <clears throat> and he took the comic books down to the board meeting and put it on everybody's, on the board meeting. There was the comic book right on their board meeting, you know, bang, 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 bang. Perfect. When I started the mouse front, uh, they, uh, half a dozen of the art, Disney artists were in Mouse Liberation Front. And so we're all in Disney's office. Uh, there's a picture of me sitting at his desk with my feet on his desk. I'm holding a Heineken and I'm looking at the Salvador Dali thing, you know, and I got a joint um, sitting at his drawing board. It was kind of fun. <clears throat> uh, it was a uh, and now, and now today, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Disney. If you're black or gay, the only place in Florida where you're safe is Disneyland. You know, it's uh, they're 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 fighting a good fight. That's what you got to say about them. They've changed. <clears throat> yeah, when the Mouse uh, Liberation Front was created. Yeah. What was the main goal? Was it to get it so that you could use Mickey, or was yeah, it the main goal? We got it. We we beat their ass. First Amendment, fair use. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. Dov two, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait. Salvation! Hooray! We're saved in DLP2! Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE Toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! Yeah. Parody, parody is, is, is not a crime. Parody is the complete opposite. If you use somebody's characters and, and you reprint their stuff, that's piracy. But this this was not their making. This was totally different. This is, and it had to be exact. It, you you <clears throat> we you weaken it by Mickey needs a shave or something like that, you know. So we we got it straight through. You can use it. Interesting. But one time use. You know, you're not you're not in business. Right. Yeah. How many um, full-length books did you create? You created Mickey and the Air Pirates. There's three. There's three. There's Air Pirates one, Air Pirates two, and the Tortoise and the Hare. They're all banned books. And then uh, I had 
altogether, all the air pirates, I think we created like 17 comic books in nine months. You know, because uh, Bobby, Sherry, everybody did two or three or more. Ted Richards did Dope and Dan, which went through the army. You know, that was, he was raised in the military. I was, my father was a fighter pilot, raised in the Navy everywhere. And Sherry, her father was an admiral from submarines. And <clears throat> Ted's father was the, tr the troop special forces that caught K. Guevara. When, okay. they, when they turned him over to the, to the locals, the locals are the ones that killed him. Mm -hmm. And so we were all battle-hardened. <laughs> yeah. When you um, were creating Mickey and the Air Pirates, the first one, yeah. did were you the one that personally found all the artists and were reaching out and doing all the things? Yeah, I went out. I found first one I found was Ted. I needed an army. I got to take on Disney, make a comic book company, and nail his ass to the wall. You know, mm -hmm. which is what we did. Like chapter seven of my autobiography, which is "God Loves Me More Than You." If things that happened to me happened to you, that God would love you more than me, but they happened to me, so we have to live with it. You know? Yeah. But chapter seven is uh, Mousetrap, the true story, how Dan O'Neill, Ted Richards, Bobby London, Sherry Flanagan, <clears throat> Gary Hogren, Larry Todd, Ron Turner, and Stuart Brand brought the great criminal Walt Disney to justice and freed Winnie the Pooh. You know, see, the Winnie the Pooh people looked at my case, so there's piracy, and that's what you did to us. And so they sued Disney, and, and they got the, the copyright back. All the distributors went with the Winnie the Pooh people. They got the copyright back plus a $2 billion fine, which they haven't paid yet. And uh, so Winnie the Pooh people, and they had to draw Winnie the Pooh the way it was drawn originally. And not that uh, they had to un-Disneyfy it. Yeah. That was good. It's interesting uh, because over the years, Disney has lobbied for their copyright to be extended on Mickey. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's up now. Yeah, now, and I've got a Mouse um, Liberation Front. We have a How to Draw Mickey Mouse poster that we're going to send out. It was uh, Ward Kimball, who was the head of Disney Studios for a million years. Mm -hmm. I was, and he was part of the band the Slaughterhouse 5 plus 2 that there was a Disney it was a Dixieland band mm -hmm. and they were playing um, in San Francisco and I was playing in the, in the Dixieland bands in, in North Beach and we'd go sit in with those guys and there I am sitting in with them and I show them my comic books he says this is good he says but the secret of drawing Mickey Mouse, he says, uh, those are the early days of animation. And so, so you, you got to do 1,440 cells a minute. So you want it really simple. So the head and the torso was a, a, a coin, a nickel or a dime. They're perfect proportions to each other. And that's where you miss. If you get those right, then you got your Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. 
that's a perfect Mickey Mouse. And he taught me how to do that. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we did. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, um, I mean, does the Mouse Liberation Front have big plans for uh, now that Steamboat Willie, that Mickey Mouse is up next year? There's 10,000 of them out there. And uh, I mean, the FBI said, Give us, give me their names. And I said, there's no names. They're just numbers. And you don't know where they are. If I had the money, I would take a, a, an ad in the comics yearly catalog to, for everybody to send that artwork to a website because there's they were wonderful stuff. Every artist in the world, every Goya, Michelangelo, they all did their version of Mickey Mouse. And it was incredible art. Yeah. Avalanche. Yeah. Do you, because the Mouse Liberation Front has been around for so long, and because you have been going through this since you were in your 20s, um, how many of them are still around? I, I, I don't know, because that was... They could, I mean, like, I when I started out 55 million, I'm 21 years old, so all of my readers are dead. <laughs> yes, I have, except a week, I have a new website that's in a, a, a magazine, web magazine that's in New York City, first of the month, it's called, and uh, they're taking my stuff in three days before. The first impeachment trial, I did this strip, and it was, <clears throat> the line was, elections are the bedrock of democracy. And in the opening assault on Trump, the first speech, Jeremy Raskin used the line from my strip. So I got one reader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. One's enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so are you currently still doing comics? Oh, yeah. I, I, you can see them up on Facebook. <clears throat> I'm still doing Odd Bodkins, and I, I send it out free. You know, <clears throat> that way I don't have to worry about it. Then I'll sell books to get my uh, income. Yeah. The big thing I have... I don't have one here, and there should be one, but I couldn't get one. But the best thing I've got is the big yellow drawing book. Naturally, I don't have one handy. This is it here. And it's a workbook. You draw in it, and it teaches you to draw in perspective. <clears throat> so now, once you can draw in perspective, at the end of the book, you can, you can draw that. Oh, great. See, at the end of the book, it's all the principles of it, and you, you, and you learn by doing it. And it's on Amazon for 13 bucks. This book, 1965 Odd Bodkins, mm -hmm. they've got Smokey the Bear being drafted and going to Canada. Yeah. You know, I got the big bat-winged hammer, you know, I got... This, this is Vietnam. I'm talking about Vietnam in 64 and 65. Mm -hmm. All the race riots. This is all the reasons how you can get really unpopular. So I'm going to put an offer on Facebook. 
I think it's up on list on Amazon. They them like two hundred bucks. You can get one, something like that. There were very few, but um, if somebody wants to be a cartoonist, you need this book and a bad attitude, <laughs> and you're in business. You know. Yeah. So they send me twenty bucks. I'll send them that, and I'll send them this, and then I'll, and a one-page drawing to them, giving the secret of how to, how to do comics. Why why you do comics? I'll get I'll be sending you one, and here's the deal: you're doing comics to make yourself laugh. You don't give a goddamn about anybody else. There's that's their problem. You're the one. Who needs a laugh? You're the. It's to heal you. Mm -hmm. You from going nuts. You know. You don't care about the rest of us. <clears throat> it's just only yourself that you give a goddamn about. <clears throat> yeah. So if you make yourself laugh, <clears throat> you got it made. If they go with you. Fine. If they don't, who cares? Good so. point. Looking over your whole life, mm -hmm. and looking over. Um, all the comics and, and your fight against Disney and um, all of that. Is there any aspect of that that you wished you did differently? No, I did it good. I would, uh, no, I beat them into the ground, put the First Amendment back in action, and uh, all the cartoons got their copyrights back. So the syndicates don't like me, but then they're gone anyway. There are no more newspapers. <clears throat> right. I'm a newspaper cartoonist with no newspapers, but now, yeah. you have, now you have the internet, you say something funny, and it goes around the world. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, making money, that's a different thing. than what a, a comic strip is a weapon. And um, my father said... <clears throat> You don't measure a man by his friends or his family, because uh, good old Bill, he's such an asshole. We all love him. You know, you measure him by his enemies because they respect him. Mm -hmm. And so I went to, in 72, I uh, we're just getting convicted. We just got, it took five minutes to convict us of seven crimes, because there was Disney holding up a chronicle a headline says O'Neill says he's guilty, but he's going to force Disney into proving O'Neill innocent. So there we are, guilty. And there's two IRA guys waiting at the elevator. Bloody Sunday was about two weeks earlier than our trial. Mm -hmm. where they opened fire on the civil rights parade and uh, March. And so next thing you know, I'm in the Lower Falls in, in Belfast, the most dangerous neighborhood on the planet. And, and I'm there with, uh, with my, uh, I got my cowboy hat on. Wearing, uh, those days I was always a cowboy hat. And uh, here's all the, here's the IRA and everybody in the world's afraid of these people. And, I've been there for about a month. And, and I, so I said to him, we all have accents. So 
this is in my autobiography, one of my really great moments that where God really loves me. This happened. Uh, I said, well, I've been here a while and I have figured out what it is that is wrong with you people. Now, on one side of the road here, you got all these people talking like this. They're going, oh, and on the other side of the road here, you got these people going, y'all can't talk English. That's all that's wrong here is you can't talk English. So I'm going to start you all over from the very beginning. The letter A is like a great big teepee. And then... <clears throat> a big giant buffalo come by and he sit on it and he flatten it out. So say after me, Dallas, Dallas. I really, <laughs> I really did that to the Irish Republican Army. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> oh, great moment. Yeah, I got a lot of trouble over there. So <clears throat> that's what you're supposed to do. In my business, so getting a lot of trouble. Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube Live. It's Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! There's way cool artist unboxing. No it counts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Collector spotlight. Ooh, Current upcoming shows and drops. Drive. Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. News from the hood. <laughs> 100% indie all the time. That's, That's Toys, Toys Live. Toys Live. Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. Yeah, comics are not, it's, it's um, a very powerful, powerful medium. People cannot resist looking at it. They cannot look at a page of print. But a comic strip, they got so much Yogi Bear in them that they're just zeroed in. They can't, you will be read they might not like it but they are forced to read it yeah it's a great way to deliver a message <clears throat> hmm. I, I found that out in the fourth grade <clears throat> so my father was after the war the korean war finishes he stayed we're in oklahoma <clears throat> and uh he's now the director of training he's got to teach all these instructors how to be instructors so they can teach make airplane mechanics out of these sailors. And so he sends to Hollywood and gets a Disney artist to come out and teach him how to draw in perspective. And that's where I learn all this stuff. So I'm nine years old. There I am in the Catholic school. And I do this cartoon. Pulled, pulled, people pulled half in there in the front. It says, the truth about Napoleon. There's Napoleon, and I had his hand inside his coat. You open it up, and he's naked, and he's holding a great big giant dick, you know. <laughs> and so the nuns got a hold of it, and there's two nuns beating me with yardsticks on the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the schoolyard. The girls are going, hey, that kid from California, he must be cool because the nuns are beating him, you know. <laughs> That did it for me. I was a cartoonist from then on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, with 
if there was a piece of advice that you would give young artists that are trying to continue to push forward in that first amendment and keep making whatever they want, what would your advice be? Oh. <clears throat> it's your world. You, you take it. You, you can't, you can't give it up to them. Every day is, is July 4th, 1776. Every day, <clears throat> you know, um, take your country back. Okay. You know, it can't stop you. The only thing that can stop you is you. Make yourself laugh, and they lose. You got to hang on to that laugh. Yeah. Where can um, you keep? You've mentioned your autobiography a couple times. I'm I'm in the middle of it. For all the listeners that will be listening to your story about how you nailed Nick Mickey to the wall, um. Where, when will that autobiography come out, and where can they find the books that you've already released? Well, I've got up on Amazon. I've got a, I've got a new book coming out, but it's it needs. Uh, I've got a new book out, but it's it's not. I, I there on Amazon. I've got my. I, I've got some old Odd Bodkins books are are being reprinted. The first. There's about five books up there now. And I got another one that's got to be rescanned, the new one. So, uh, but that's where you can find me. I'm on Facebook, but uh, so I've got stuff I put up on there, but I haven't for quite a while. And so, so, but I'll, I'll be, uh, what I'm doing then, I'll be putting it up on Facebook where to find it and stuff like that. I'm just going <clears> to. <throat> Not very good. At, I don't even know how to send an email. If somebody sends me an email, then I can get their address. But I don't know how to put an address book in an address book. Well, I'm glad I sent you the email first. Then that way I can send you stuff. You know, <laughs> I've got yeah. If um, if they send me an email at danoneilcomics at gmail .com, then I can get your into my address book and then I can send you send you stuff awesome that works Dan O'Neill comics O'Neill with two L's yeah Got two L's there but that's the new world as, as I said that website <clears throat> Dan it was good to have you on the podcast today <laughs> I don't know if I was any help <laughs> yeah, of course you were. It's interesting because the toy community that I'm a part of, um, yeah. so, sometimes they we get in trouble for using characters in different ways and making toys of those characters. And so, if, you, if you're using those characters, if you put them in a scene that is not, that's parody. That's fair use. You do one time use. Now, but you you couldn't make a poster you can do it as a cartoon but then you you start selling their characters then you get into trouble yeah but it's it's their characters for free speech <clears throat> but then you start selling their characters then you get into real trouble yeah but yeah it was good to have you on thank you so much dan well thank you